Welcome to another edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, the award-winning show covering fishing, hunting, conservation, destinations, and other outdoors recreation across the greater Northwest. Northwestern Outdoors is brought to you by Max Lur, Sportsman's Warehouse, Sina Sea Seafood, and Wallowa County Chamber of Commerce in the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program. And now, let's see what's happening this week with your host, John Cruz. Welcome to the show, and speaking of the show, it is Sportsman Show season, and if you're tuning in on Saturday and you're anywhere around south-central Washington or maybe north-central Oregon, drop on by the Tri-City Sportsman Show. I'll be at the Northwest Outdoor Writers Association booth from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Would love to tell you more about this great organization I've been part of for a long time. And we can also chat about the show, and maybe you can give me some suggestions for topics we should cover here on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Right after that, I'm going to be heading to Puyallup for the Washington Sportsman Show. I'll be exhibiting there with a booth promoting our station, KGR 93.3, which carries the Pacific Northwest edition of America Outdoors Radio as well as a brand new station that is carrying Northwestern Outdoors Radio in Seattle, something we've been trying to do for a long time now. That would be The Answer, AM 1300 KKOL, carrying this show Saturday mornings from 6 to 7 a.m. We are so thrilled to finally be right in the middle of the Seattle market with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. This week on the show, we're going to be talking to Tony Steiner and Paul Beam. They're with the Washington State Bass Federation and... This is an organization that was kind of on the ropes just a few years ago, but it has come back with a vengeance. And this year, they're going to be having 10 qualifying events where anglers have a chance to fish, perhaps at the national level, and win a prize package worth up to $125,000. They've also got a great scholarship program for high school bass anglers, too. I can't wait to tell you more about this. Rachel Voss, our old friend from the Yakima Valley, will join us to tell you about the work she's doing with the First Hunt Foundation, which includes a mentored hunt for women, 18 and older, who have never hunted pheasant before. It's going to take place at the Double Barrel Ranch. That's not far from Spokane. Two-day trip, absolutely free for participants, put on with Pheasants Forever and also with the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. And it being show season, we're also going to talk to Joe Pate. He's the man behind exposure shows, and he puts on a whole bunch of shows in Oregon. This includes the Sportsman Show in Eugene coming up later this week, February 2nd through the 4th, as well as the Sportsman Show in Roseburg, another one in Medford, another one in Anderson, California. And this year, for the first time, on March 15th through the 17th, a Sportsman Show in Klamath Falls. I think our listeners there are going to be very happy to hear about this. And he's got some really great insight into the psychology of Sportsman Shows and what brings people back to them every year. Throw in an extended Max Minute with Bob Loomis about which shows Max Pro Staffers will be attending this year. And I'd say we've got another great hour of the outdoors coming your way. So let's kick things off, as we always do, with another edition of Sportsman Spotlight with David Sparks, brought to you by the Ag Information Network of the West. With the hunting season in progress, hunt safe. Survival tips for big game hunters. David Sparks with Sportsman Spotlight. Hey, outdoorsmen, you have to be prepared for those unexpected situations that you just might encounter while hunting. Every hunting season, hunters get lost in the woods, and while most escape no worse than tired, chilled, and hungry, the hazards of being lost in the woods should not be underestimated. Hunters can take precautions, 
and prepare for an unexpected stay in the woods. I spoke with Fish and Game Information Officer Roger Phillips. Hunt safe. Survival tips for big game hunters. Every hunting season, hunters get lost in the woods and so on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's one of those things. That, hunting is very kind of unique because, you know, we don't set all the ground rules going out because we're pursuing a wild animal. And sometimes folks end up pursuing those animals a little longer out there or in places they didn't expect. And so, you know, it's important for hunters to kind of take that in mind and, and add that extra layer of safety to what they carry with them so that they're prepared you know, to be out in the woods a little longer than they intended to. Roger warned, don't rely solely on electronics because batteries can go dead. A map and compass are low-tech and less likely to fail. But then you also have to know how to use them. If you look close enough, you can see the hidden potential within your fields. That's why an agro-liquid nutrition plan starts with the crop and identifies the precise combination of primary nutrients while focusing on the support of secondary and micronutrients. So every nutrient is working in harmony for your crop to reach its full potential, maximizing growth while offering lower use rates. Apply less, expect more, precisely. Find an AgroLiquid dealer at agroliquid.com. The Ag Information Network, covering over half of the nation's potato acres and a third of the nation's wheat. We've been bringing news and information to these Pacific Northwest producers for 40 years on 73 radio stations. With the large amount of farmland that our network covers, our region's farmers are on the go, tuning in behind the wheel of a truck or tractor. The Ag Information Network, trusted and transparent journalism lasting for the next generation. Hope you enjoyed Sportsman Spotlight. I'm David Sparks. See you next time. Are you looking to reel in the marketing opportunity of a lifetime? Then set the hook because we've got it right here for you. America Outdoors Radio has sponsorships available, and we offer affordable platforms to reach thousands of listeners interested in fishing, hunting, and the outdoors. Find out more by contacting John Cruz through his website at americaoutdoorsradio.com. That's americaoutdoorsradio.com. Hurry, though. If you wait too long, the big opportunity might get away. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We've got Joe Pate on the line. He's the man behind exposure shows, bringing you sportsman shows in Eugene and Roseburg and Medford and now Klamath Falls, along with some shows in Northern California, too. Joe, welcome to the show. John, thanks. It's always a pleasure to be on your Northwest Outdoors program and continued success to you. The Eugene Boat and Sportsman Show, which is your biggest one, is coming up really quick, February 2nd through the 4th at the Lane Event Center in Eugene. And i got to ask you, you know, since COVID, how have shows changed? Well, interesting lead-in, John. You know, uh, as you just mentioned, we do do five shows, four in Oregon, one in Northern Cal. And uh, the new one in Klamath Falls is an area of Oregon that's fully engaged in traditional outdoor recreational pursuits, so we're excited about that. And... The question you asked was to answer that. I think we're in a transitional time. You know, after the real the, the craziness of the last few years, I see these shows as an antidote to our cyber society, and uh, where patrons can come and see the latest goods and services in a 3D communal and relaxed setting. So, but where we're going is an interesting thing because we're in a transitional time, and and I'm kind of unsure of where we're going. 
because I see exhibitry trying to catch up to expectations and public interest, and we're feeling our way in that regard. So in regards to the shows, there's been a tremendous interest in what I call aftermarket goods and services. For instance, ATVs and vehicles and boats. The, the dealers will tell you, even though there's been a little bit of a slowdown here and there, uh, we're still seeing a, an explosive interest in roll bars and stereo systems on, on all types of vehicles and boats. So I think that's what's driving our economy right now, and I think that that's and also in the, in the interest in uh, vehicles and electric vehicles. There's so many points of interest that, you know, as, as you know, our mission's always been to demonstrate the breadth of outdoor offerings in each market while at the same time celebrating the culture of outdoor recreation. And it's what I'm trying to keep up with it, John. <laughs> well, you've been doing it for a while now, and I, and I love the fact that not only are you keeping up with it, you actually, again, are expanding with this new show in Klamath Falls at, at the fairgrounds there, Klamath County Fairgrounds, March 15th through the 17th. But getting back to Eugene, and we'll talk about the other shows too, you always have like one major attraction, and this year, it's a lion. Tell us more. <laughs> Well, you know, I think that the showman part of me, John, I've always believed that people, you know, I call it ooh and oh mys, but people seem to like, especially in our, our that area, large mammals, and uh, this lion is a, it's somewhat of an, of, a, of an icon in the industry. They've done hundreds of pieces of work, and he comes from a, uh, a family garden wildlife, and these are all beautifully managed and handled and conditioned to animals that have a great deal of appeal. And of course, Lion, Lion King, and this besides actually been, when he was a cub, he was in our shows, uh, along with uh, Major and, 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 and uh, Masai's brother. And so now he's a full-grown 500-plus-pound lion. Wow. And he'll be, of course, caged during the shows. But it's the opportunity to see him and also understand what Steve Martin's working wildlife is all about is part of this exhibit. Because you have, I always say, if you want to educate, you must engage there's a lot going on behind the scenes in terms of the ability to show or all the animals, if you will, in cages and such. So Steve Martin, who runs a phenomenal and has for, oh, I don't know, 40 years, phenomenal. Um, is when you see animals in commercials, uh, these are all animals that have to be trained and managed, and he's done a brilliant job with that and subject to all types of scrutinies. He's always passed with flying colors. So we're excited about having a lion because I think you want to have some little iconic thing that the public can look to and enjoy, and uh, this is something we try to have as a live animal appearance at all of our shows each year. And uh, this is so this year it is the lion, the Lion King. All the other shows beat in terms of a uh, a showstopper attraction. So that's pretty cool. You've also got the, the kids fish pond, and you've got a huge fish tank where seminars are going to be held by experts, and of course the chance to get your picture taken with Sasquatch. That's always a popular attraction, isn't it? <laughs> well, again, you know, the public, I believe, has always responded favorably, and the little acts and attractions and such we put on have uh, always met with great public reception. I think, too, though, that the fish tank, I'm so happy that we have one at all the shows because it is an opportunity to both show some fish usually provided by fishing game, uh, but also to have the various experts uh, demonstrate how they fish a particular um, species and uh, in particular types of environment. So it, that's always been a, a great attraction for the shows. We also, of course, have, you know, kid activities. We've 
We tried to make this, and always have tried to make it a family-oriented opportunity to celebrate the outdoors. So we have a the uh, Oregon Healthcare is sponsored a the fish tank at the shows this year in a 24 or 28 foot climbing wall. We're having a mechanical bull, I think, at the, some of the shows this year. So all types of outdoor activities. And then, of course, you know, don't forget that the Northwest Big Games displays both the legends of the Northwest Outdoor displays and Ted Horns competition, which is always a big attraction. You know, with people to talk a little bit on the show and demonstrate their, uh, their latest uh, harvest, so, you know, the latest trophy. So it's always an interesting uh, display, and uh, Dave Morris puts a, does a great job with that, and we have that at all of our shows as well. Yep, and in addition to this, folks, if you're looking for a boat, if you're looking for an RV, if you're looking to book a guided trip, or check out the other exhibitors, there's going to be a lot going on at all the shows. I'm just going to run down the dates real quick. Again, the Eugene Boat and Sportsman Show is happening this coming week, February 2nd through the 4th at the Lane Event Center in Eugene. You've got the Seven Feathers, Sportsman's and Outdoor Recreation Show, February 9th through the 11th at the Fairgrounds in Roseburg. After that, you've got the Newswatch 12 Sportsman and Outdoor Recreation Show presented by Bymart at the Jackson County Expo. That's the 23rd through the 25th. Then you're heading to Anderson, California at the Shasta District Fairgrounds for the Crown Motors NorCal Boat Sport and RV Show. That's March 1st through the 3rd. And wrapping up with this brand new sportsman show in Klamath Falls, it's the Klamath Falls Sportsman's and Outdoor Recreation Show at the fairgrounds, March 15th through the 17th. You can find out more about all of these shows by going to the Exposure Facebook page or going to ExposureShows.com. That's ExposureShows.com for all of these shows coming to Oregon and Northern California. Joe, always great to catch up. I hope you have a great series of shows this year. John, uh, again, it's always a pleasure to talk with you, and at least somebody has their finger on the pulse of what's going on. So at the show this year, I'll report back in and tell you how receptive the patrons have been to what we're offering, and uh, we look forward to a great run this year, and thanks again for your help. My pleasure. In other news, I want to give you an update about the bass tournaments taking place at Mardon Resort and Potholes Reservoir, courtesy of Limit Out Performance Marine. The Pro-Am, which I'll be fishing, is taking place on April 25th and 26th. I'll be fishing as an amateur, which means I'll be fishing with a different pro each day, but we share weights, and with any luck, I'll walk away with a good check, and the pro winner's going to walk away with a boat. It was a great time last year. It will be this year, too. Week after that is the Big Bass Tournament with hourly cash prizes and a big check for the biggest bass caught over this two-day tournament. Instead of a second Pro-Am, they are instead going to now have a shootout tournament. That is where everybody fishes on day one, that's June 6th, and then the top 10 move to day two, June 7th. You want to find out more and register, go to BigBassTrail.com. That's BigBassTrail.com for the Big Bass Tournament Trail. Make plans to come to Eastern Washington's Grant County and fish these tournaments on Potholes Reservoir. It's going to be a blast, and I'll see you there. Explore the Dalles, the hub where discovery and history come together. Whether the Northwest is your home or you're on an adventure, the Dalles welcomes you. Just 80 miles east of Portland is the perfect year-round escape with a community that cares about you. 300 days of sun, breathtaking outdoor recreation, and a downtown full of the unexpected. Oh, and the rich history that began before the Oregon Trail. 
Start planning at explorethedowls.com. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nationwide nonprofit organization dedicated to providing hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under who suffer from life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. These adventures make big differences in the lives of those who participate in them, and in many cases are literally a dream come true that brings hope and therapy to their lives. Find out more, get involved, or donate today at huntofalifetime.org. That's huntofalifetime.org. Huntofalifetime.org. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio and to an extended Max Minute, brought to you by Max Lur. You know what time it is? It's not only time for another extended Max Minute, it's also Sportsman Show season. And with us here to tell you where Max Lure Pro staffers are going to be is Bob Loomis. Bob, Bob, great to have you back. Thank you, John. Max Lure usually has some booths at some of the bigger shows. Are they going to have them again this year? Absolutely. It's a great place to you know, get out and showcase the product, show people how to use it, what we're using, when we're using it, and why we're using it. And having these sportsman shows is a huge, huge plus for us as a manufacturer. So the first one that's going to be coming up is the Washington Sportsman Show, which is based over in Puyallup at the Washington State Fairgrounds. And we will have a, a large booth there. We'll have a number of pro staffers there working the booth that would love to sit and talk to you and, and let you know, you know, what, when, where, and how and why. Not only that, your pro staffers are also going to be giving some seminars, aren't they? Yes, they'll be giving some seminars. It looks like there's going to be a walleye tank, and this year they're going to do an ice fishing tank nice. on the premises, so they will be able to teach people a little bit more about ice fishing which is a, a great thing. It's a, it's a really big growing faction out here in the Pacific Northwest right now because people are looking for something something to do during the winter. Absolutely. And we should also mention the big Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show in Portland. That's in the middle of February. Max is yep. going to be there too, right? Yes, we'll have a, a booth there also. And that one is located at the uh, Portland Expo Center on February 14th to the 18th. We'll have a number of pro staffers there also. And that's a big one, folks. Actually, the biggest show west of the Mississippi. Any other shows that Max Lure staff are going to be at this year? That, you know, we'll have a number of pro staffers at some of the, the smaller shows, the Tri-City Show and a few of the others. But as a manufacturer, we'll just be doing the two large ones. All right. Well, whether you are going to be at the Washington Sportsman Show in Puyallup, January 31st through February 4th, or at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show in Portland, February 14th through the 18th, be sure to drop by the Max Lure booth and ask the pro staff members anything you want. They'll help you catch more fish. Thanks as always, Bob. Thank you, John. Looking for that extra something that will get more salmon or trout into your boat? Then check out the Double D Dodger from Max Lure. The Double D does double duty and helps you catch more fish. The Double D's flash attracts lunkers and the Dodger's patented stop-start action works wonders to get those fish biting. The Double D does even more by acting as a side planer to get your bait away from the boat where the fish are more likely to be and more apt to strike. The Double D Dodger, it's the Dodger you've got to have from Max Lure. 
Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter with the gear you need for fishing, hunting, camping, paddling, cooking, and just about anything else you can do in the woods or in the water. With over 125 stores across America, there is bound to be a Sportsman's Warehouse near you with not only the gear you need, but also the experts to help you get the most out of the product you purchase. Head down to your local Sportsman's Warehouse today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We're going to talk a little bit of tournament bass fishing in Washington State with Tony Steiner and Paul Bean. Tony is the president of the Washington State Bass Federation, and Paul is the secretary for the organization. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you, John, for having us on. Yes, thanks, John. Well, it's a pleasure to do so. I'm glad you reached out. I'll be honest, the Washington State Bass Federation, when I looked at this organization about three years ago, there wasn't much to it. But man, oh man, you've really grown it over the last couple of years. And Tony, as president, I think a lot of that credit goes to you. Well, not just you, but to the rest of the board. Tell us what's happened. Okay. Well, I grew up in bass fishing in the state. I grew up through the Federation. My father was a big part of the Federation through the late 80s and all the way through the 90s. And once I became, you know, an adult tournament fisherman, I joined in the Federation as well. And I've had a passion for it. And I kind of just saw how the Federation was going over the last few years. And I finally had an opportunity in my, uh, my work schedule to present myself into the Federation and lend my services. You know, I know I have a big passion for it. I want to see the sport be successful in this state. I want to see the fish taken care of in this state. And, you know, that's my primary reasons for getting involved. The Bass Federation, until recently, it was down to just one tournament, a jamboree, that served as a qualifying event for anglers to move on to, to regional and potentially a national stage. But this year, you've got like eight tournaments. Is that correct? Well, we actually have more than that. So how this really evolved was the past jamboree that we put on, the Federation Jamboree that put on Memorial Day weekend every single year. This year is the 53rd annual jamboree that we're going to be putting on. And it's actually been 54 years that we've been doing it. We canceled it one year, and that was the 2020 year of COVID when our governor wouldn't let us fish anymore. So we had to cancel it that one year, but we've been there every single year since then. It started out in Moses Lake, actually, and it has progressed into Banks Lake, and we've had it at Banks Lake at Cooley Playland for as long as I can remember. I was 10 years old going to that tournament, and I now will be turning 55 this year. So that's how long I've been going to it. Definitely a very good setting for that jamboree. But I noticed on, on your Facebook page you have, what, eight qualifiers for the Bass Federation? Correct. Well, what happened here was we used to have like two or three qualifiers during the year, and our participation got really low on those qualifiers, and our participation as the board members and all that dwindled. We just kind of pulled everything back as a federation overall, and the previous president, he just put it all back into the jamboree. He says, well, I have this one tournament that I have enough people there that I can qualify people out of. I'm going to use that as the qualifier and as the jamboree, and we'll just do one tournament, and we're done for the entire year. That didn't go over well in the state. A lot of people that love the jamboree for what it was, it's a traditional family event where clubs get together 
together with other clubs that you usually don't see, but that one time a year, and it's the ladies are fishing, the kids are fishing, it's a family, and it's not really a major competitive event. It's more for families to get together, enjoy each other's club, and people that you don't see all over the state. We just get together, it's a big barbecue, there's, there's just a lot that goes on there. I understand why folks didn't like that when it suddenly became a very competitive thing. So let's transition to where you're at now. Correct. So now we wanted to split that back out again. We figured there was a way that we could do it. And the way we described it is that we needed a carrot. We needed something that would entice people to come out for our qualifying event. So how we did this is we created these big bass events along with our qualifiers so people could come out and possibly win a $10,000 prize and qualify at the same time. Or they could just fish the Big Bass event, or they could just fish the qualifier. So with those events, we're now getting people coming out for our qualifiers and qualifying to the point of going on to the nationals. We'll discuss that a little bit later, but that's how our qualifiers went for this last year, 2023. We put on two events plus the Jamboree, which was a separate event, and those qualified people to go to the nationals. So as I was looking at the schedule... I noticed that all of our TBF clubs all host an open event on their own. So all these different communities were kind of separate, doing their own little thing because the Federation had kind of died down. They're all doing their own little things, making their own little money in the little corners of the state, doing these little opens. And I looked at the schedule, and I'm like, well, I got five on the west side. I've got five on the east side. Man, this looks like a perfect schedule for a series. So what I did is I contacted all the clubs and said, the, the big word that I've been using the entire time that I've been president is unity. I said, let's unite together and let, let's put our heads together here and let's make something of this. Let's promote each other's tournaments to the entire group. We'll use all of these tournaments as a qualifying event to go on to the nationals. You don't have to fish them all. We'll just pick a certain amount. We'll make up certain rules here. And what the rules were is you have to fish at least three of them. We have 10 qualifying events out there, but you only need to fish three to qualify. And your top three placing points will then put you in points for the national semifinals at the end of the year. So now we have... 10 qualifying events instead of two, and instead of the one that we had before, which was interfering with our family fun jamboree that everybody likes the traditional event that we had. That sounds fantastic. Now, on September 28th and 29th, out at the Tri-Cities on the Columbia River, you've got the national semifinals. Tell me about how this is going to work. So how this works is you've got two different ways to qualify into this national semifinals. One is to qualify through our series, through the 10 event series, if there's three of them. If you're in the top 20% of qualifying in points, you can qualify to the national semifinals. You can also qualify through your club. So for every 10 people that are in a club, one team can qualify. So if I've got 20 people in my club, I'm going to send two teams to the national semifinals straight from my club. So they don't even have to fish the qualifiers. They're advancing through basically their angler of the year points from their club. So their top anglers qualify that way. Other people can qualify through that. So at this event now, we now have these two different groups of people that have qualified for this event. They're going to now fish a random draw tournament. So everybody that qualifies as a boater will be put in one pot, and everybody that's a co-angler will be put in another pot, and the national office will now randomly draw those together and pair them together, and they will give us the pairings. And so we'll take those pairings the day before the tournament. We'll match those people up together, boater, non-boater. 
The day of the tournament, they come together. The non-boater puts his stuff in the, in the other boater's boat, and they go out and they go fish for the day. And we do this for two days. The second day, we switch with another random draw for the second day. We switch for the second day. So they fish two days out there with random draw partners. And at the end of the tournament, the top-placing boater and the top-placing co-angler are now our state champions. And they are going to go off to the national tournament that the national office puts it on. It's random. It's different places all over the United States. But they are now going to fish at a national tournament as Washington state champions. And this is usually a tournament put on between Washington and Oregon. So Oregon is going to be sending their team champions as well. We're qualifying out of the same tournament, the national semifinals at the end of the year. So what happens if you win the national? So if you win the nationals as a boater, so you got the two different divisions that go on. So the boater is fishing for $125,000 grand prize at the national office, and that's going to include a boat. It's going to include a paid entry into a circuit of your choice. So say you wanted to fish the BFL All-Americans next year, they will pay your entry into that. So there's a major cash prize, there's a boat, a total prize package of about $125,000. For the co-angler, I believe it's about a $35,000 prize package that they win. Definitely some motivation to go fishing on the Bass Federation circuit. So again, folks, go to the Washington State Bass Federation Facebook page. That's one place you can go. You can also just Google the Washington State Bass Federation. You'll find their website. And consider taking part. The first tournament is being put on by the Evergreen Bass Club. And Paul is the president of that one. It's February 17th, Lake Sammamish. It's the Freeze Your Bass Tournament. And this is one of the qualifiers. Paul, we got about 30 seconds. Anything folks should know about this? Well, registration is open. We currently have a guaranteed cash prize of $1,000 for big bass, $500 for the second big bass, plus we're paying one in five plays. Spokane Valley Marine has donated that additional 500 to add a kicker. And um, last year's event was high participation. Right now, there's a lot of excitement around this tournament. So come join us. That's the Freeze Your Bass Tournament at Lake Sammamish, put on by the Evergreen Bass Club, February 17th. And again, check out the Washington State Bass Federation Facebook page or go to wabass.org. Find out more about the Washington State Bass Federation and get involved. Go tournament bass fishing. You'll have all sorts of fun. Tony, Paul, thanks for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio, and we've got Tony Steiner, the president of the Washington State Bass Federation on the line. You've already heard about how the State Bass Federation has grown and how you can qualify to fish at the national level and maybe win a $125,000 prize package or as a co-angler, $35,000. But they also have a whole different arm that involves youth and the opportunity for kids to go bass fishing and earn scholarships for college. Tony, tell us more about this program. Yeah, thank you. So our high school program, we're trying to get kids involved with education and fishing and getting people to our national tournament. The national high school tournament is open to any high school kid that wants to fish, and our state champions 
actually have some extra opportunities once they get there. So we have a complete high school circuit that we do in Washington State, five tournaments plus a championship. And once you get to the high school tournament, last year at the national stage, they gave out $3.3 million in scholarships to high school kids just to go fishing. So those opportunities are out there, and we want to make sure that our kids here in this state have an avenue to reach those opportunities. You know, Tony, you and I are of a similar age, and I sure wish they had something like this when I was growing up on Lake Sammamish. Oh, my gosh, me too. I would have jumped all over this. It's such an amazing opportunity to be out there. It's such a growing sport, and we're just literally unknown up here in the Northwest. Our high school champions from last year, they got $45,000 scholarships each to Simpson University in California. So both of them got scholarships just last year. So the winners of this year are going to Lake Hartwell, South Carolina, and we'll see what happens with them. Uh, We're prepping them as much as we can. I'm educating them as much as I can to get them down there. We're actually going to be hosting an adult open tournament put on by the high school kids. So I'm teaching the kids how to run a tournament from the inside, not just be fishermen, but to know the entire sport inside and out. That is a fantastic idea. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, there's some parents that are listening, probably have kids that love to fish for bass. How do those parents get these kids involved? So go to our website, wabass.org, that's W-A-B-A-S-S dot O-R-G, and click on the high school tab. That will give you the link to our youth tournament director, and just contact him, email, phone, text. Uh, He'll respond to any of that, or you can contact me. My phone number's and email addresses are on the website as well. I'm on the officer's page. Um, contact any of us. Go onto our Facebook pages, the Washington State Bass Federation Facebook, Instagram, or even the Youth High School Federation. I believe it's called the SAF High School Federation, Student Angler Federation. So any of those avenues to contact us, um, we'd love to hear from you, especially the east side of the state. We want to try to get some opportunities out there. We're really lacking in that area. And our high school tournament is going to be put on in the Tri-Cities. So we're going to be promoting that as much as possible. That's going to be June 15th on the Tri-Cities going out of Clover Island. Uh, We're putting on an adult open tournament put on by the high school kids. All right. And I'm guessing the format is there's an adult who is the boat driver, and then the high school angler is he or she fishing out of the back of the boat or the front of the boat? Well, in the high school series itself, that's how it works. You have two high schoolers and a boat captain. So it's a three-person team, and they stay together the whole year. And if they make it to the nationals, they go to nationals together as a three-person team. So the two high schoolers, one's in the front, one's in the back. They run the trolling motor. They fish. They net their own fish. They do everything. The boat captain only runs the main engine. And the rest of the time, he can give advice, but he cannot fish. All he can do is coach and give advice and sit there and watch them fish. Sounds like a fantastic opportunities for some fishing kids out there. Again, go to wabass.org. That's the website to go to. And get your kid, or if you're a kid listening, get involved with this amazing opportunity to go fishing, compete against other high schoolers, and maybe win a scholarship to a college just by going bass fishing. Tony, thanks for sharing this with us today. Yeah, thank you very much. I hope to see the kids out there. We're really excited about it. All right, if you didn't tune in to the beginning of the show, just a reminder, there's a whole lot of sportsman shows going on 
over the next eight days. If you're a Saturday listener, particularly tuning into our show on KONA 610 out of the Tri-Cities, head on down to the Hapo Center in Pasco. I'm going to be at the Northwest Outdoor Writers Association booth from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. to let folks know about this great organization I've been a member of for, oh geez, at least 15 if not 20 years. And to also answer any questions you might have about the show or if you just want to chat, that'd be great too. And on Wednesday, the 31st, I'm going to be at the Washington Sportsman Show. I'll have a booth there promoting our local stations that are airing America Outdoors Radio. That would be FM 93.3 KJR and a brand new affiliate for us in Seattle. That would be AM 1300 KKOL, which is airing this show Saturday mornings from 6 to 7 a.m. Welcome aboard Seattle. We're glad to finally have you there on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I hope you'll drop by our booth. We've got some swag for some lucky attendees from WorkSharp. If you like pocket knife sharpeners, I'll give you a chance to win one. And I'm also giving a seminar on Saturday at the show, 11 a.m. in the Blue Adventure Theater, all about some places you ought to go fishing at in 2024. And no, we're not talking about the obvious ones like Bowie 10 or Westport or even the Brewster Salmon Derby. Those are all great ones, but you already know all about those. So instead, we'll focus on some fisheries you might not know as much about that can be all sorts of fun. Again, it's the Washington Sportsman Show. That is taking place January 31st through February 4th at the State Fair Event Center in Puyallup. Oh, and if you didn't catch Joe Pate's segment during the same time frame, February 2nd through the 4th, the Eugene Boat and Sportsman Show is going on at the Lane County Event Center. If you're listening to KPNW AM 1120, might be a great opportunity to go to the local sportsman show. Next up, we've got Rachel Voss on the line. She is with the First Hunt Foundation and Share the Heritage, and she's going to tell you about a free event for new women hunters taking place at the Double Barrel Ranch in Rockford, Washington, that's down south of Spokane. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, John. So tell our listeners more about this free mentored hunt for women 18 and over that's taking place February 29th through March 1st at the Double Barrel Ranch. Yeah, so our Washington State event is actually a weekday, February 29th to March 1st. Ladies are going to come in, and they're going to have a full day of instruction. So, gun safety, pheasant hunting etiquette, all the things that they talk shooting. We're going to have our awesome team of gunners from the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife come out and do a Q&A. And on Friday, they're going to head out with their mentors, and they're going to get to go out for the very first time to hunt at the Bell Ranch. I'm guessing that the mentors have some hunting dogs for them? Yeah, so for the mentors, it's also a dog handler. So they've got their own, their own dogs. They're bringing them out. These are all women mentors. So our mentees are learning from other females. Um, and that's actually going to be part of the instructional as well, is gun dog etiquette and gun dog safety. So they'll be going through all the things, all the things out there. It's going to be uh, one mentor for two ladies out in the field. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. And this is also being offered in conjunction with Pheasants Forever and Women on the Wing. How do people sign up if they want to be considered to go on this hunt? partnership between First Hunt Foundation and the Women on the Wing program here in Washington. So if they're interested in applying to be a mentee on this hunt, or if they're interested in 
in signing up to be a backup mentor, you can get a hold of me at my email, which is rachelv at firsthuntfoundation.org. So R-A-C-H-E-L-V at firsthuntfoundation.org. That email again, rachelv at firsthuntfoundation.org. If you are a new hunter and you're a woman and you're 18 or over and you want to go on this free mentored pheasant hunt where lodging and food is included the double barrel ranch get a hold of rachel and do it soon and with any luck you'll be hunting pheasant over at the double barrel ranch february 29th and march 1st rachel thanks for sharing this with us today you bet john thanks for having me on Biggest shows in the Northwest are coming your way this winter with hundreds of exhibitors and deals waiting for you. It kicks off with the Washington Sportsman Show January 31st through February 4th at the Washington State Fair Event Center in Puyallup. Be sure to check out the Addicted Fishing Mega Bash movie premiere, the annual Head and Horns competition, the Kids Trout Pond, and a special appearance from Randy Newberg, who will also be at the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show. That's happening at the Expo Center in Portland February 14th through the 18th. He'll be joined there by the Born and Raised Outdoors crew, Addicted Fishing, and the meat eater himself, Steve Ranella. You'll also want to check out the huge kayak pond and sail going on, as well as the Ladies' Day Out on Friday with Candy Yow, and don't miss the Loophole Movie Night on Saturday. Find out more about both shows at thesportshows.com. That's thesportshows.com. We'll see you there. Wake up to winter in Wallowa County. Grab your camera and don your skis for some Nordic skiing adventure at Salt Creek Summit or Wallowa Lake. Or spend the day on the family-friendly slopes of Fergie Ridge. Or slip into a set of skates and enjoy some time on the ice at our outdoor ice rink. Need to warm up? Then grab a cup of coffee or hot chocolate at one of our fine coffee and confectionery shops. And when evening comes, enjoy some of Wallowa County's fine dining and gaze at the stars before you dream of tomorrow's adventures. Your winter adventure begins at www.wallowacountychamber.com. A seafood bounty is waiting for you on Northwest Oregon's Tillamook Coast. Catch a limit of big salmon, haul up a pot of delicious crab, and dig up a bunch of clams for some hot chowder. Plan your visit today at TillamookCoast.com. Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. This year, resolve to immerse yourself into the great outdoors. Whether you're learning to hunt, fish, hike, camp, paddle, or grill, or are looking to take yourself to the next level, the place to go for the gear you need is Sportsman's Warehouse. With over 145 stores around the nation, Sportsman's Warehouse is truly America's premier outfitter. Find a store near you or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com or Sportsman's Warehouse. Mm-hmm. 
Before we go today, we've got time for one last shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with your host, John Cruz. I'm glad you're back because it's time for your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. And oh, by the way, if you haven't been to your local Sportsman's Warehouse lately, you really should go because January is when they run their clearance sales. They're getting rid of all sorts of inventory from the previous year, and it's a great opportunity for you to save. So head on down to your local Sportsman's Warehouse store today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. As for that Trivia Question of the Week, I got to tell you, One of my very favorite movies and very favorite novellas is A River Runs Through It by Norman MacLean. And Norman is quite an inspiration to me. He actually was an English professor at the University of Chicago. And A River Runs Through It, which not only contained this story but several others, was his very first book. And here's your question. How old was Norman MacLean when he published his first book? Was he 24? Was he 54? Or was he 74? If you know the answer, you know what to do. Just go to our website at northwesternoutdoors.com and shoot us an email on our contact us page or email me directly at john, J-O-H-N, at northwesternoutdoors.com and let me know how old was Norman McLean when he wrote that very, very famous and wonderful book, A River Runs Through It, about family and Presbyterianism and fly fishing in Montana. Was he 24, 54, or 74? One lucky person who guesses right wins that $25 gift card we give away every week from America's Premier Outfitter. And on that note, it's time to go. So until next time, do take care, God bless, and make it a point to spend some time outdoors. Outdoors.